I'll give you credit. Last year you beat me. First time in a long time. First time in a long time. No, that's just the trend these days, buddy. Yeah. It's a tough one. This is the toughest decision, I think. I think, A, it's going to depend on what trade offer comes in. I've experienced everything. I'm, I don't know if you know this or not. Why would you mess with a great but thing? Why would you mess with a great thing? older than you. Yeah, okay. a lot. <laughs> Welcome into the lounge for a special edition in which we will predict our 53-man roster. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know what, what is that. Is. What is that song? <laughs> yeah, that's better. That's okay. better. There we go. Yeah, that yeah, was terrible. This is our 53-man roster prediction. It's one of our favorite podcasts of the year. Uh, I'll give you credit. Last year you beat me. First time in a long time. First time in a long time. No, <laughs> that's just the trend these days, buddy. Yeah. Uh, that might have been the trend that started it. It was the 53-man <laughs> roster that might have been. That was. And it continued into the Turn draft. The tide. And so this is the this is the the 53-man prediction where I get back on track. Um, I don't know how many disagreements we'll have, but we'll see. We tend to have a few. Yeah. Uh, in addition to the 53-man roster prediction, we also want to do you know talk a little pumpkin beer. By the mm. way, because yep. I was it's out time. the other day and and it's hit the shelves. Yes. And I've got some opinions about that. So we'll talk about that. Don't give me the, the typical opinion, the, oh, it's too early, it's not cold enough. You You're know, just going to give me the cold take, aren't you? Yeah. Give me a hot take. What, what, you got a hot take? I got a hot take for you. Okay, I'm ready for it. All, All right, right. We'll, so, hit, we'll hit that at the that's end. A, that's a tease, that's a tease. <laughs> um, also, we have some emails that came in this week. You can always email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. This one comes to us from Eric Clark, and he's talking about Returner. Uh, and he said, hey, guys, I just watched the Game Pass tape Watch the tape. Nice. tape guy. Just like me. Just yeah. like you. He watches more tape than you have. Ever. <laughs> uh, of the Ravens game. Uh, and I don't understand how Chris Moore is not locked in as our returner. He is the best one that we have. Obviously, Crabtree, Brown, Snead, and Moore are going to be on the team. But why is Snead the one at practice learning to catch punts? Chris loves special teams and is dynamic in that way. And he can show being the returner could get him on the field more. So it's an interesting thought. Now, here's what I would say with Chris Moore. He probably is going to be the starting. Yeah, maybe not probably. He has a chance to be the starting kicker. Yeah, returner. he could be the starting kicker turner. He's not going to be the punt returner. Right, but could you not have him give that a shot? I haven't seen him do much of it. Now, I think the biggest thing with punt returner is, and this is what the Ravens stress for it. You got to have ball security. You got to have a feel for it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a really tough job. I think being a punt returner is a terrifying job. You got to be. You got to be kind of crazy to go back there and everyone's bearing down at you when you're looking up at the football. And uh, it's it's a tough job. Anyway, yeah. the, the other guys have done it before. Tim White has done it before. Janarian Grant has done it before. Yeah. Um, Willie Sneed has done it before. Somewhat. A little bit. Yeah. Um, so I think that's that's the biggest reason. Yeah, I would agree. You don't want to throw a guy out there just to, to give him a shot at it, really, especially mm-hmm. this late. I mean, sure, you know, Chris Moore could have potentially been fielding punts all offseason and giving him a shot there, but... Jerry Rosberg knows a lot better than I do in yeah. terms of who he thinks could be good there. Um, so I, I trust him on that one. All right. So, well, we're going to have Chris Moore on our 53-man roster. I think that's, that's, that's definitely that's, a given. So even if he's not the returner. But thanks for the email, Eric. You guys can email us at thelounge.ravens.nfl.net. So without any further ado, let's, let's dive into it. Um, All right. Let's just go ahead and knock some things out of the way uh, that we both are, know we're going to agree with. Let's start with the specialists. All right. Okay. 
Uh, obviously, Vedvik's on the team. Obviously. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going to be on somebody's team. I, I, I don't think he's going to be on the Ravens' team, obviously. Yeah. I think he's uh, going to be on somebody's. Right. I would agree with you on that. So, Sam Cook, Justin Tucker, Morgan Cox are the three specialists that each of us have. Let's move to running backs. Okay. I've got Alex Collins, Buck Allen, Kenneth Dixon, Patrick Ricard. Yes. No diff- No differences there. No. I mean, I think that some of these undrafted running backs have flashed at times, so we've seen undrafted running backs flash. I mean, remember last year, Smoke Mizell? Yeah, I fell that's, for it. That's, you fell for it. I you fell, fell for, for it. the. You gotta remember, somebody's gonna get stats at running back. I know. Whoever you hand it off to is gonna get some stats. So some of these guys, like, everybody, like, flips out, like, Gus Edwards, man, he rushed. Yeah. I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm not knocking him, but, like, it takes a lot. You know, I will say this, though. Smoke did get picked up by the Chicago Bears. So so I, I was confused. I thought it was on a 53-man roster. And I, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's what we were doing. I, mean, I like Mark Thompson, too. I think he's shown. And Lance Turner obviously had the long gallop. I yep. mean, these guys, I think Gus Edwards would probably be my leading contender for a practice squad job. I think that he Yeah, one could, of these guys, obviously, is definitely yeah, going to practice him squad. Him or Thompson, but i probably lean towards Gus. Yeah. All right, let's talk tight end. Okay. Because I think this one's a little harder than, than people think. I agree with you on that. So Hayden Hurst obviously is on the team, but he's not available for, yeah. at the start of the season because of the foot injury. Yes. So we've got Hayden Hurst, Nick Boyle. Mm-hmm. I've got Max Williams. Yeah, me too. And I've got Mark Andrews. Me too. So those are the now four. You were debating on Mark Andrews. You were talking to me about this. Yeah. You were like, is he definitely on the team? So, yes, he's well, definitely well, on the team. He's, he's on the team in the sense that as long as he's healthy. He has dealt with injuries. What, you're saying I are him? Right, yes. I mean, he's going to take a roster spot up unless he's IR'd, and I don't think he's an IR stash I, guy because I, you don't have a lot of depth there. No, Especially I, as a I don't pass think, catching tight end. My thing with him has been, is he fully healthy? Because he's basically been banged up and off and on mm-hmm. throughout training camp. The Ravens need healthy tight ends at the start of the season. So if he's not healthy, that was, that was my concern. If here's, he's the not argu- healthy, here's the argument there, right? If, if he's not healthy, they could IR stash him, basically, mm-hmm. and say, all right, Waller's going to be our receiver. Exactly. But I don't, I, don't, I don't see that right now. I don't see that right now. Waller, I, I thought... But that could change down the line. I think Waller could end up on the practice squad. He has practice squad eligibility. Who else out there is really going to sign him? Yeah. I mean, the guy who's been off football for a year. Yeah. It's not like he, even before he got suspended for a year, was gangbusters. Mm-hmm. But the Ravens know his potential. They know what he can offer. I think he could be a, a practice squad guy that maybe you pull up if, if Mark Andrews is banged up. I, I agree with you on that. Um, Max Williams, I've seen people throughout the summer speculate as to whether he's going to be on the team. I've always felt like he's going to be on the 53. Um, and I Especially think that the now. injury to Hayden Hurst really just confirms that. Yep. You know, like Boyle and Max going into week one are going to be your starting right. tight ends. Now, here's, here's one guy I debated was Vince Mele. Yeah, he was on the 52 all last year. Exactly. And they like him. I mean, he knows what he's doing. He's good on special teams. Yeah. And with Hayden Hurst's injury, that's another position where you're like, well, maybe they opt to keep a guy like that at the beginning of the season. I, I debated on Vince. I did too. He's I, like one of my first guys outside the bubble. Yeah, I, I agree with you on both those guys. Waller and Vince, um, tough decisions. One of those two could make this 53. Yeah, we're hedging our bets. Okay. <laughs> um, let's go offensive line. Mm-hmm. Because this is, this, there's some obvious ones that are, that are your, your starters. Ronnie Stanley, Orlando Brown, James Hurst, Marshall Yonda, Alex Lewis, Matt Skura. Those are the okay. obvious. Those are the you obvious. Six obvious. Six obvious. I've got Jermaine Illuminor on. I've got him off. Okay. All right. We've got a first disagreement here. We've got I've a got first... Bradley Bozeman on. I've got them both on. I've got just Bradley Bozeman on. 
So you're going with I'm seven, seven offensive linemen. That is uh, – offensive line is one – so I, I'm, I'm guessing, which we'll probably get to next, where that extra spot goes for you. Um, okay. I was really struggling with whether you keep seven or, or eight. I, I – right, right now, they don't have a clear backup center. If you keep Bozeman, if you don't put Bozeman on the team. If you don't put Bozeman, who's not your a, center? It's, it would be Alex Lewis is probably your backup center. Right. And then who's your left guard? Right. Um, James Hurst. But there's, there's, there's a domino effect yes. um, there if Matt Skura were Now, Skura can play a little guard in a pinch. Yeah. But ideally, your backup guard, your top backup guard is Hurst. Or here's the thing. You pick up somebody. Like, I, I don't know that Illuminor has really shown me enough to say, we got to have that guy on the roster. Well, you could pick somebody up. I mean, just look back at last year. The Ravens went and they signed Tony Bergstrom. Yeah. Or they traded. They made they the traded trade. for Bergstrom and um, the other guy. I know. What's his name? I can't remember his name. Phone a friend? I know. I know. Uh, I can like, picture him. He was from the Jags, I think. Yeah. Ah. Man, he was on the team the whole year, too. Wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> All right, move along. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> well, I'll come to us. I'm breaking out the phone now. Yeah. I'll all right. The phone. Um, so I think that I, I agree with you. They could they could end up signing somebody. They could end up signing somebody. Well, and I'm saying, I'm saying like after the 53 man roster is revealed, like if you have an injury at guard, mm-hmm. let's say, and I mean if Alex Lewis were to get injured, Hurst is your starting left guard. Right? Yeah, yeah. But now you need a little depth. Like at that point, they could go back and sign somebody, whether that be an Illuminor if he's still out mm-hmm. there or somebody else. Like yeah. Maurice Shakir. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could be Shakir. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, and somebody's going to be on the practice squad. I'm not sure if Illuminor can be on the practice squad. Yeah. Nico is an interesting guy, a fourth round pick last year, but the knee, I think the knee is still bothering him a little bit. I think he could get IR'd. Mm-hmm. Uh, he or, could, or maybe practice, practice squad. squad. I'm not sure what his eligibility is like there. Um, yeah. We've got our first disagreement there. I've got Bozeman and Luminor on the team with eight offensive linemen. All right. Luke Bowanko! Luke Bowanko. Luke Bowanko. There it is. There it is. <laughs> got it. Oh, man. There's so many listeners out there that are like screaming right now. Yeah. Like, Luke Bowanko! Luke Bowanko, just get him. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's guys like that that will certainly be available as teams around the league make their cuts. All right. Wide receiver Chris Moore, Michael Crabtree, Willie Sneed. John Brown, yeah. on. Yeah. Then things get interesting. Yes. Rashad Perriman, on or off? Off. I've got him off as well. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I, I, don't, I know a lot of fans may look at this and say, just cut him, just cut him, move on. I don't think it's that clear of a decision because I think that he has had a good training camp. It's not been a great training camp, but I think it's been a good one. And he had, he had the big game with the touchdown, the long touchdown. Yeah. Um, you know, when you're looking at, like, the best pure receiver mm-hmm. out of the remaining guys – yeah, I think he's probably the best pure receiver. You know, he has a lot of upside still. Yeah, he's shown it. I mean, he's shown more, I would say, than Jordan Lastly in preseason games in terms of being a, a receiver. He's shown more than Janarian Grant, more than Tim White. I mean, if you're looking for a receiver, I think he's the best. But the Ravens already have their top four receivers. They have top four guys. You know, so like, how much do you need now? I mean, I guess if John Brown were to go down, uh-huh. which that's not unheard of for yeah. John Brown. You, need, you want a speed threat, Brashad Perryman could be that guy. Yeah. He could step into that role. So it's a factor. Yeah. It's a factor there when you have a guy who's got a little injury history. So it's tough. Yeah. It's tough. But I mean, I, but I think the Ravens don't want to lose Jordan Lastly. And I think if they cut him, they would. 
I agree so with you on that. Pick him up. So we both have Jordan Lastly on the team. I have him on the team. Yeah, and and, and I think Lastly has still has a lot of potential. I like Lastly a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he had the touchdown drop, but I'm not scared. I'm not worried about his hands. I'm a little bit more worried about his concentration drops. Yeah, and stuff like that. But I think he's going to be a good player, and he offers more on special teams right now than yep. Rashad Perryman does. And then your sixth spot. If it's not going to Willie Sneed, who, like we said... You mean the punt is, returner going to Willie Sneed? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Your sixth spot would then be your returner. Exactly. And, and Sneed, I don't know that I feel great about Sneed being that guy. I think you need to keep a returner. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's not like Sneed has a lot of experience there. Um, so to me, I went with Janarian Grant. And I went with Tim White. Yeah, I thought you would. Yeah. So did you just pick that go that way to disagree with me? Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. I think Janarian Grant's shown more as a returner this preseason than Tim White has. And, and, you know, the Ravens gave him more opportunities in Miami to do it. And not that he, like, wowed you. Yeah. But he secured the ball, and he, I think he was good. He's, he just has more... He's got a little more pinball to him, and I've said this in Mailbag, too. He bounces off guys. I mean, he's going to break one. Uh-huh. This guy's going to break one. And he's shown himself as a receiver throughout during training camp. Uh, you know, he's proven that he can be a receiver. Tim White's been injured. You can't make the team from the tub. But okay? he's, he's come back. He's my come thing, back, my but thing, what has he done? Well, he led the team in receiving last game, and so if you yeah. want to – so he's been a better receiver than Janarian Grant. I also look at it – he's definitely – Marginally. Better. Yeah. I would and say I think, marginally. And I'm not convinced that Janarian Grant has been that much of a better returner than Tim White. Maybe marginally. Probably Tim less. Tim White, that, that game with the fumble and the, the just, miscue, the misread. And I'm just yeah. watching my eye test watching in practice tells me Janarian Grant's more comfortable back there than Tim White is. Maybe. Um, I go back to, and this is a benefit that Tim White has as, as a second-year player. He's got last year, which I don't think – I mean, we remember the return that he had in that preseason game. Uh, took mm-hmm. it to the house. And I think he was going to be on the 53 last year before he got hurt. So mm-hmm. – I go back to that, and I think that there's a little bit more built up. Yeah, I think he's got some more equity. Yes. So I, I like Tim White there over Janarian Grant, but it's it's a tough call. It's tough. Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely going to win that one. <laughs> All right, let's talk quarterback because I have a feeling this might be where your extra offensive line spot went. I'm taking. I'm keeping an RG3, and I left him off. It's a tough one. Yeah, I mean, it's it's re- this is the toughest decision, I think. I agree. What it boiled down to for me, I think a it's going to depend on what trade offer comes in. Mm-hmm. If a trade offer comes in, and what it is, really, I think if any decent one comes in, they probably trade them. But I think you also have, if you keep them, value at the end of the season, right? If if you keep Robert Griffin the third. On a one-year deal for $1 million, A, it's cheap this year. And if he gets signed next year, which I think there's a possibility of him getting a free agent contract elsewhere next year, now you're getting potentially a comp mm-hmm. pick, or at least it's helping you in the comp pick equation. Yeah. Right? We've seen the market can be kind of hot for backup quarterbacks. Yeah. So anyway, I think that, that there's value into keeping him from a roster standpoint from next year. Mm-hmm. Now you're looking at it for this year, right? Lamar Jackson has improved as a passer. We've seen that happen. I would say it's still there's still, still a work room. in progress. Right. Still yeah. very much. He's a work not in a progress. polished pocket passer. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't know that I feel comfortable with him right now as the starter. Okay, I'd rather I think have RG three go in there yeah. as the starter if Joe Flacco were to get hurt now. And here's the other part: is if you're going to use Lamar as an offensive weapon, there's an opportunity for him to get injured. Yeah. Okay. Even if it's for three games, yeah, whatever. Yeah. The bust, you know, busted ankle, whatever, you know, rolls his ankle. 
What, what do you do if that happens? Now you don't have a backup to Joe Flacco. Uh-huh. Maybe that could be Josh Woodrum if he doesn't go elsewhere, which I expect he might. He probably will because yeah. he wants a chance somewhere. Yeah. But if Lamar gets tweaked for three games, you have no backup without RG3. I think that I, I, I get the rationale on all of that. I get the rationale on all of that. I just think that the Ravens will feel like they are comfortable rolling the dice and going with two quarterbacks because the third quarterback, most times, this will be different for the Ravens this year, most times the second quarterback never even sees the field. Now, Lamar will see the field in certain yeah. packages at a minimum. Yeah. Um, so there, it's different. But the third quarterback is essentially a roster spot that never, ever gets used, never plays. You never That's see the, the field. That's the hope. And, and so basically, and I look at the history. We all know that for the most part, the Ravens have never kept three quarterbacks. Since 2009, they've only kept two. And even that year, they only had Troy Smith on the roster for a handful of games. Mm-hmm. So I just find it hard. Well, that could, that could happen. They could trade RG3 midway through the year when another quarter, team's quarterback gets hurt. There's potential for that, too. That could certainly happen. Um, yeah, I, I, I really struggle with this one. I, I ultimately ended up saying that I feel like they'll go with what they have done history-wise. They'll roll the dice and say, let's go with let's go with Joe and Lamar, and these will be our two guys. Um, and there could be some teams that maybe call with some intriguing trade offers for RG3. Yeah, there could be. Yeah. I also like what RG3 offers as a mentor yeah, to Lamar, I'd, and I think having him in that quarterback room is a good thing for Joe. And for Lamar. Yeah, I think. I think RG3 and Joe have definitely got, I mean, all three of them have got along great, but I think that Joe and RG3 have really clicked, and that's veteran guys. And I think Lamar and RG3 exactly. have I mean, he calls him his little brother. Exactly. And I think if one of the most important pieces of this season is Lamar Jackson's development as a quarterback, yeah. because he's your long-term guy, and if RG3 helps that with that, especially in a critical rookie year, that's pretty valuable. You're making a case for him. You're, you, want, you, want to, you want to change your mind, don't you? You, you need to get up in Ozzy's office and make a case. RG3 might have you be his agent. Hey, it's, like I said, it depends on what those phone calls are, though. I know. Those trade offers. It's, 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 again, here? I really, really struggle with this one. Yep. Ended up going with two. All right, let's go over to the defensive side, okay. secondary. So Jimmy Smith starting the season suspended, so he does not count against Correct. the 53-man roster, so people know that. Um, so the people who I have on the 53, Tony Jefferson, Brandon Carr, Tavon Young, Maurice Kennedy. Yes? No, oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. It's my guy. Yeah, right. Anthony Averett. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going. I'm just making sure. Just making sure. Don't yeah, want to yeah, assume yeah, anything. Yeah. No, I think we're on yeah, the same page yeah. here. Marlon Humphrey, Eric Weddle, Chuck Clark, Stanley John Baptiste. I do. I have him on. And Anthony Levine, I have him on. Yes. Um, you know, there's you wonder about Anthony Levine coming into this year, veteran guy coming off an injury. Um, is he, you know, what's the role for him? But he's played a lot, obviously, on special teams. He's the leader of that group. And then he's still getting in on defense in certain packages. So yeah. I think he's on the team. And with Deshaun Elliott's injury. I yeah. think with, with Deshaun Elliott there, you were going to have four safeties because Chuck Clark, mm-hmm. you know, Chuck Clark and Deshaun being the backups to Weddle and Tony. And you say, eh, you keep a fifth safety with yeah. Anthony Levine, kind of a hybrid. Now with Deshaun, I think, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, so I, and, and, and Stanley, yeah. He, he's, he's, to me, he's played on. He's played his way onto the team. I would agree with that. And, and you, de- you can never have too much depth at corner. And I think with Jimmy's suspension for the first game, four games, that at least buys Stanley four four weeks of being on the roster just in case. Yeah. Um, once Jimmy comes back, they'll have to make a decision, and Stanley could be on the wrong side of that. We'll see. Right. Um, it'll depend on probably the rest of the health and how other you know other guys are going to get injured in the. And I think it's weeks, worth so. noting he's a talented player who fits the mold physically yeah. of what the Ravens want. He's a former second round pick, so totally uh, talent is there. So we both agree that he's on. All right, linebacker. Yep. Kenny Young on. Yep. Patrick Owasso. Yes. Obviously. 
Yes, obviously. Tyus Bowser, Terrell Suggs, Tim Williams, C.J. Mosley, Zadarius Smith, Matthew Judon. Yeah, this okay. got help. This game became easier with KC being traded. Yes, KC is, is not. I had him off already, and obviously the Ravens did too because that's why they traded him. Yes. Um, so I think that if you can trade a guy like that that you're going to cut anyway, I think that's a win. For sure. The other one, and I'm not sure if you'll agree with this, I've got Chris Board on the team. Me too. Oh, man, I didn't think you were going to. <laughs> yeah. I thought I was going to be one that I had on you. I got him because uh, I have Albert McClellan off. I agree with you. I think it, you know, it's been kind of coming off the knee. It's been a little bit of a struggle for him. You know, Albert's one of my favorite guys. I, yeah. I really, from a personal standpoint, mm-hmm. don't, I don't like leaving him off the roster because, uh, I mean, he's, one of, hey, he's also one of the best talkers. I mean, he's a smart guy, uh-huh. great to talk to, uh-huh. and uh, just uh, has always been a pleasure to work with. And a dog on the field. Yes, yeah. a dog. Yeah. But I think that uh, the knee injuries kind of slowed him a little bit. And uh, I think the younger, the younger, too. cheaper yeah. option in Chris Board comes in and, and this happens. It's the nature of the NFL. The younger, cheaper guy is always there. Chris Board has good size, six foot two, uh, North Dakota State guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that he's, he's played well and could be a core special teamer like Albert. In, right. In I mean, here, here's the reality. Chris Board is Albert McClellan eight years ago. Exactly. You know, he's an undrafted guy that comes in and earns his way on special teams. Was it really eight years ago? Man, has it been that long? I think it has. I think it has. Yeah. Um, so he's been a better guy. And, and really what I'll it comes down what, to for this position is special teams, I think. Yes. And, for sure. And Albert has been so good in that area. So that's the one thing that I'm kind of hanging on to. Like, do they ultimately end up saying, does Jerry Rossberg bang on the table for Albert McClellan? And I think he, he may. Yeah. Um, but I just think that they may go with, like you said, the younger, cheaper option there. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the the other interesting part, and something nobody's talking about, is Bam Bradley. I mean, he's on pup right now, which means he'll start the first six weeks of the season on mm-hmm. pup. So here's a guy that I think had a he had a shot at taking the starting job last year when it was KC and Peanut battling for that. Bam Bradley was in that mix mm-hmm. and could also be a young, cheap special teamer as well. So if he comes off pup, which I think is still a question mark with his knee at this point. Yeah, they could just give him the year another year off, which would really stink for him. Um, but if he comes off, it'll be interesting. Yeah, it'll be. You got to see him on the field because who knows? I mean, it's yeah. been a long time for him; hasn't even practiced in correct more than a year. So, um, all right. So, defensive line is an interesting one. Agree, agree with you on that. What are you going with here? I've got well, the obvious ones. Okay, right. Willie, Willie Henry, Brandon Williams, Michael Pierce, Brent Urban, all on. Okay, the obvious ones. That's yeah. Okay, I right. got Chris Wormley as an obvious. Yeah, Chris Wormley, I've got on. I think. Yeah. Um, so, I've got Davis Carl, and Sealer. I've got them both on. Me too. Yeah, like the, I think there's all this this discussion about whether they're both going to be on the team or whether they're both going to get left off. I've got both of them on the team. Uh, I think that Carl Davis is a versatile player who can play a couple different positions on that defensive line. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's flashed at times. I think you know they probably Ravens have get. He's reliable. They know yeah. they they have in Carl Davis. It's, it's not like he's been a big time player. You know, maybe that you hope out of a third round pick that some people thought could be like a late first, early second. You know, when he was coming out of the draft, but. I think that he's, like you said, a reliable guy who would be. You need as many defensive. You need these defensive linemen. I yeah. think that he, he's he's on. I agree with that. And Sealer, I think, has played his way on as a seventh round pick out of Ferris State. Played really well. I think he's played his way on. And I think Willie Henry's injury obviously impacts yeah. this. Yeah. Willie Henry, if he's out for whatever it is, early part of the season, you know, two games, three games, one mm-hmm. game, whatever it is. Uh, you need defensive linemen, so if you're not with him, then that leaves you with six guys. Now, Patrick Ricard can play defensive line. Yeah. So you're not exactly thin at that position. So 
you know, if you don't keep a defensive lineman, I think that means if, if you cut or shelve Siler, Sealer, 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 or you cut Carl Davis, that's a spot that I think could go to the offensive line or tight ends. Or for me, a quarterback. It's tough. Or for you, a quarterback. That's a tough one, but I agree with you. I think the Ravens, first and foremost, like to stop the run, and they're not going to leave themselves thin on the defensive line. Yeah, the the other thing with the defensive line, inevitably these guys get banged up. They're down there in the trenches. They roll an ankle. They twist a knee. They're out for for a couple of weeks. You need depth there. Both of us have Bronson Kafusi off. I was just going to say that. Yeah, former third-round pick. Last year, he, he was healthy during the season, but really didn't crack the lineup, was a healthy scratch most of the time. Even after the injury to Brent Urban, the Ravens have moved him to that rush linebacker role this year to mm-hmm. where he to, to allow him to be more of a true pass rusher, which is where he excelled in college at BYU. But I just haven't seen enough from him, I think. And he's playing at a deep spot, that yeah. rush linebacker spot. I just haven't seen enough from him at this point to say that he's on over Davis or Steeler. Yeah, I would agree with that. So, our differences are, okay, I have RG3 on. Yep. You gave that spot to Jermaine Illuminar. Yep. And our only other difference is that I went with Janarian Grant and you went with Tim White. Yep. Well, here we go. Let's shake hands, buddy. Oh, yeah. Locked only, in. Only two. Only two differences. Only two differences. Now, of course, I could There's still tweak mine. I could still tweak mine. No. <laughs> I could still tweak it. hand is shaking. Yep. We're good. It's final. Final. No tweaksies like me. Yeah. No tweaksies. All right. So uh, for you guys, fans that are interested in letting us know what your 53-man roster is, well, go ahead and sign up for our You Pick the Team contest presented by MedStar Health. Uh, heck of a prize that we've got uh, You, if you win this thing. And the way it works is that the person who gets closest to the actual 53-man roster is the winner. And if there's a tie, then it goes to the person who submitted theirs earlier. So you know, some people kind of like to wait to the last second here and see if they can get a little, you know, final information, wait till that fourth preseason game. Well, That's fine. With KC. Yeah. You know. I know. So there's a benefit to waiting, but there's also a benefit if you end up with the same number of guys. Yep. The tie goes to whoever submitted it first. Um, but you get a pair of tickets and a pair of sideline passes to the home opener against the Bills and also a signed jersey by Hayden Hurst. So really, really good prize. And again, you can do that at BaltimoreRavens.com slash you pick the team. Yeah, pretty cool. Now, with that said, most important topic to the most, most important topic. Yes, talk. Tell me what's your your cold. Give me your cold take on the pumpkin beer. All right. So the cold take is this. The cold take is this. It's obviously a little early. It's obviously a little early. So we say this every year. It, we do say it every year. It's really hot today. I mean, it's like a thousand degrees outside. Mm-hmm. And so the last thing that I want is to go home and have a nice heavy pumpkin beer when it's 103 degrees and, and completely humid. <laughs> that said. I don't, that said, I also think that you settle in at night, football's on, you know, even if it's college football starts this even weekend. it's a little warm? College football, it's, you know, 70 degrees in the house with oh, the AC pumping. Wait. College football starts this weekend. And so I think that this weekend could be, could be the start. It could be the start. All right. I, I prefer to make it, I prefer to wait till September. Mm-hmm. I prefer to wait till September. And this Saturday is going to be, what's this Saturday? September 1st. September 1st. So <laughs> I think that Perfect I'm in the timing. clear. Perfect timing. All right, here's my hot take. Yeah, here's my hot, my hot take is I'm dialing back on the drinking of the pumping beers this year. Really? I'm officially saying, yeah, you know, I've had them all. I've had them all, right? I've traveled the world. 
I've experienced everything. I'm, I don't know if you know this or not. Why would you mess with a great but, thing? Why would you mess with a great thing? I'm older than you. Yeah, okay? a lot. <laughs> we experienced it all. You know, just the drinking all the time. I don't know that I need it all the time. No, that's fine. I don't need it all. I don't need it all. Um, you're, giving, you're giving up the pumpkin beer? I'm not saying I'm giving up pumpkin beer. But special occasions. So I'm not going to I'm not gonna go early. I'm not going to go early. I'm going to wait for the perfect circumstances, okay? I'm sitting at a campfire back behind my house. Campfire. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I got a little fire pit. Homemade. Built it myself. DIY. Yeah. Um, you just throw some leaves on the ground and light I that ser- on fire. I seriously <laughs> haven't sat out there in two years since yeah. I born. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open it up this year. I'm going to sit back there. Nice fall weather. I'm talking October. I mean, uh, that's the bet. That's one. when it's at the bet. Look, there's yeah. no bait beating the October cool night, uh, frigid morning, you know. Pump king. Pump king. They're, that's great. I, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I'm okay with it being out right now. I'm okay with it. You are okay with it. Uh, it again, it's a little early, <laughs> earlier than I would like, but it didn't, it didn't rile me up the way it has in years past. Oh, that's good. You're settling down. I am set, And I've come to expect it. <laughs> I'm just used to it now, so... <laughs> Nice. Well, you know, make sure you stock our mini fridge, okay? It's your turn. There's plenty of stuff in there. There is, but that's not because fully stocked. I bought the first six pack. It's fully stocked. It's your turn. Yeah. We don't have any more room in there. It's completely stocked. Well, we'll have to drink some. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. So that's it for us. Uh, And again, as always, you guys can email us at thelounge at ravens.nfl.net. Next week, uh, we are going to give you our predictions for the upcoming season. So another chance for me to beat you on something. Yeah, this is like, you know, offensive MVP, defensive MVP, all that stuff. And we're going to bring on our new staff writer, Clifton Brown. He's going to serve as the judge. Yes. Uh, he can educate you on a few things. He said he's got the whole wig, like the old, you know, British judge <laughs> wig. He said he's going to bring that in in a robe and everything. Perfect. So I look forward to that. It's going to be great. So thanks for listening. We'll be back with you next week.